The following program is a specialty program. Unless otherwise identified, the participants on the program are not employees of Chorus Entertainment. Opinions expressed may not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Well, uh, here we go. Let's uh, let's get it happening. The Wednesday night edition of the Employment Law Show. Already the phone lines are open. I know you're itching to call in. You've got questions, as Alex mentioned. It's going to be intertwined this evening with a lot of a cor- uh, coronavirus and COVID-19 chat. It's uh, 416-870-6400 is the way to call in. Email. You can drop those by anytime. Help at employmentlawyer.ca. And uh, if you want to go there while we chat and talk about uh, COVID-19 and a bunch of other things as the evening progresses, you can check out pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. So obviously, brother, I'm going to tell you right off the top, the this whole week, on the air here and the show across the country, it's been uh, COVID virus, COVID nineteen crazy. People have, they, they want to know, they understand the health stuff. It's the employment stuff that everybody's still confused with, and all these uh, these programs and things being brought down by uh, on the provincial side and the federal side. More announcements today. People's heads are just absolutely spinning. What are your thoughts about it? I don't think there's a single person whose employment has not been impacted by this virus. Right. Everyone. And it's because of that that more questions than ever are going to arise about what people can do, what people can't do, what employers are allowed to do. And I've been feeling questions for the last week, week and a half from individuals about this situation. So this is the time to bring it up. If you're now out of work or temporarily laid off or if your boss won't pay you, reduces your hours, mm-hmm. if you're afraid to come into work, all those issues. Let's talk about your rights. Call us now with questions. Take advantage of that. We really want to help. This is a situation that hopefully if we all get to live another 100 years, we're never going to come across again. But for now, uh, we're here to try to help as much as possible. And let me start off to show a couple of situations mm-hmm. that I dealt with. You know, This was a tough to pick because I've really spoken with so many people uh, recently. Sure. Sure. So, uh, first one I'll tell you about, uh, John, involved a, a lady who called me. She worked for an accountant. This accountant was away in the U.S. He came back earlier this year, uh, this week. And as you know, when you come back from uh, overseas, you're supposed to self-quarantine for two weeks. Well, yep. he had decided that he didn't want to do that. Well, he felt fine. And he was a younger guy, uh, so he thought he should be just fine. So, he shows up sure. to work. And this is his employee there and says, well, I'm not comfortable working with you. You're supposed to be self-quarantining and, yeah. uh, you know, I'm now in danger perhaps. So she says, fine, fine, I'll self-quarantine tomorrow. Uh, next day he shows up again and says, you know what, I'm fine. I can't afford to be self-quarantined, so I, I'm going to come in. She calls me and she wants to know, what do I do here? So. Right. Keep in mind, this is not her. She's not supposed to be in quarantine. He is supposed mm-hmm. to be in quarantine, but gotcha. by not coming in, well, well, by coming in and not staying at home, he's putting her at risk. Well, as her employer, he has to protect her health. He has a legal obligation to ensure that her health is not at risk. And by coming into work, he is putting her at risk. Now, we call this a constructive dismissal. If your employer doesn't do what it can and what it needs to do to protect your health, if your employer puts you in danger unnecessarily, then that's illegal. And not only is that a constructive dismissal and you can leave and get severance, you could potentially have a claim, legal action against the employer if you get sick. 
you may be able to sue them for damages if you get sick and if it becomes serious because they were negligent in not protecting your health. So a very important right. lesson there for employers. You have to protect your employee's health. And if you're a boss, an owner, a manager, if you're not supposed to be at work, don't come into work. Do it for yourself, but do it for your employees as well. 416-870-6400. You have questions about this uh, coronavirus. If uh, there's people at work wanting to ask questions of yourself, you're confused, bring it on. That's what we are dedicated to talking about and have been for the last couple shows. So this one will uh, will be no different. So the phone lines are open and uh, ready to bring it on. Again, 416-870-6400. That and any other topic, for, for that matter, is uh, employment law is concerned. What else you got going on, Pat? Well, this is a general question I've been getting again and uh-huh. again and again. So what happens if I need to be in self-quarantine or if my employer says, well, I, I have to uh, have you work from home or I have to reduce your hours? You know, does your employer have to pay you if you're not at work? Now, in most situations, your employer doesn't have to pay you, especially if, you're, if you have to be in quarantine and because of that you can't work that your employer does not have to pay you. Now, you may be able to use your vacation or you may be able to sick days. You can certainly qualify for EI, Mm -hmm. but your employer doesn't have to pay you. Where it becomes more murky and your employer may have to pay you is if because of a slowdown in business, you're either laid off temporarily or your hours get reduced. We always think of the concept of constructive dismissal when hours get reduced. Uh, when you're laid off temporarily. Well, arguably the same applies here. Business is slow, so the company has to make a change. Well, that doesn't change the law. So you may still be able to get compensation or pursue a a constructive dismissal if your employer changes your pay, reduces your hours, uh, lays you off temporarily, uh, what have you. But if it's because of self-quarantine, generally, no, your employer does not have to pay. 416-870-6400. 416-870-6400. We'll get right to those calls. Bring them on. Uh, Margaret, good evening. First call of the of the show. How are you? Hey, Margaret. Good. Hey, there you Hi, are. Margaret. Go ahead, Margaret. We didn't, yeah, we didn't hear that. Go ahead. Start uh, over. Okay. No problem. Uh, I'm good. Yep. I hope you guys are safe, too. Um, oh, yeah. I have a question. Um, I just received, uh, uh, yesterday I received a layoff notice from my boss. It's a small dry clean company here in, uh, in Barrie. Um, and the layoff notice is 17 weeks. And I think that he sh- shouldn't be able to exceed 13 at this time, but you can correct me. Um, but also in the conversation of the layoff, he pointed out that he was letting, uh, laying off the people who are over 60 because they're more susceptible to the virus. Is that something he can do? Or Absolutely not. No, he can't do that. So let's start with the temporary layoff, and then we'll talk about the whole 60 and over issue. Uh, in terms of the temporary layoff, in some situations, an employer can lay off an employee for 13 weeks if benefits are not continued, or for up to 34 weeks if benefits are continued. That said, as I said at the top of the show, Generally speaking, a layoff is only permissible if you sign an employment agreement that gives the company the right to lay you off temporarily. So regardless of the length of this layoff, you may be able to treat that as a termination 
and pursue your severance and get your severance. In other words, you don't have to sit at home for 17 weeks or however long and wait and hope that he calls you back. So right off the bat, the layoff may be illegal. But the second aspect of your question, which is about the age of 60, no, you cannot, quote unquote, pick on employees because of their age, because they're older, even if you mean well. That is a human rights violation. So this employer may think that it's doing the right thing, the the, the appropriate things. It's not right. It's not legal. Uh, and I think uh, we need to have a more in-depth discussion about this, Margaret, uh, because there's a constructive dismissal aspect as well as a human rights aspect. So I think you should give me a call off air. Okay, I, I think so too. So I will I will follow up with you. Thank you. Mark, thank you, Margaret. Appreciate that. That'll be uh, fantastic. That number, by the way, I should get that out a couple times here during the night. That's uh, 1-855-821-5900. Again, 1-855-821-5900 is the way to go. But for the remainder of the show, you have questions, which I'm sure you do, about how this is going to affect your life and your job. We're talking about COVID-19 and the coronavirus as more things get shut down and people get shut in, uh, whether it's voluntary or self-isolation or whatever. It's going to change a lot of things, and it already has. I mean, you guys, I know the firm are really uh, racing to catch up, as is all levels of government. So it's going to be a really, really testy uh, couple weeks uh, for you guys as well, Lior. And um, you know that's what we're looking at for the uh, the next little while here. Want to move on to a, another call when we get it uh, get them lined up, get the uh, the phone lines full. You talked about you know your employer; they don't want you to come in, right? But can they force you to stay home? So that's a great question. An employer cannot force you to stay home unless there's a medical reason. So our health okay. authorities have stipulated when someone has to stay home. You know, if you came back from a trip, if if you've been exposed, if you're uh, uh, exhibiting symptoms. So those are the circumstances that the company can say, no, you're not allowed. But if the company thinks, well, you know what, we we know that you don't have a strong immune system, so we would right. feel better if you don't come in. No, that's inappropriate. Right there, that could potentially be a human rights issue. That could be a constructive dismissal issue. So, no, the company should always follow the directive of the health authorities. I want to get to a call here before we break, and uh, it's so important that we get to all these 416-870-6400. Don't be bashful. Bring it on. This is the night you want to ask questions of this nature. Uh, Robert, thanks for hanging on. Good evening. How are you? Hi. Um, my question, I'll be very quick. Uh, I'm an Uber driver, okay. so I, I roughly make 900 to $1,100 before taxes uh, on a weekly basis. Now, last week, I dropped about $200. I made about 800 and this week, like today's Wednesday, at the end of my day, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, I've made a total of 200 bucks. Wow. So obviously the rides are dropping. Um, can I apply for the emergency fund 450 that uh, Trudeau has said for EI emergency 450 a week, something like that I heard on the radio? So here's the thing. Some of the uh, monies that Trudeau is making available is available for self-employed individuals. 
but that's only in situations where uh, where, where you are taking care of a family member or you're sick or, or you have a child that's in daycare and because of that, now there's no daycare so you have to watch for them. It's not in a situation where you're making less money because business is slower. So unfortunately, with the current uh, arrangement that Trudeau has put forward, you would not qualify for employment insurance. It's only in specific circumstances that someone that's self-employed uh, would be able to qualify. Okay, okay, so that's bad news. Okay, because we've really dropped, I mean, I'm sure it's other Uber drivers, we've really for dropped sure. our... Yeah. You know. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's always, it's always changing though, right? So maybe uh, you know there might be more stimulus coming in that regard. We'll have to uh, to wait and see. In fact, they've said as much that this thing's always changing. So we'll we'll stand by when we know you'll know as well. Steve, Jamie, hang on. We'll get to you guys in your phone calls as well. Bring them on. That's why we're here this hour. It's an important hour for you to call in and get these questions solved. 416-870-6400. It's the Employment Law Show Wednesday night edition. It's right here on Global News Radio. You are listening to a paid commercial program. Program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Welcome back indeed. We are talking amongst other things, uh, you know, our usual uh, salvo of employment law uh, stuff, but we're also focusing on COVID-19 and the coronavirus because this past week we've been getting so many calls in that regard. So don't be bashful. Bring them on. And Lior here and ready to uh, to tackle it. Steve, thanks for hanging on through the break. Fella, good evening. How are you? Uh, I'm hanging in. Yeah, I hear you, pal. What's uh, what's on your mind? Uh, I'm a seasonal worker on a golf course. I get laid off every November. So I've been collecting through the winter. I'm usually called back near the beginning of April. Um I don't know if they're going to open. I don't know what's going to go on with it. So I'm assuming, I've never gone right to the end of my claim. I'm assuming it's going to run out within a few weeks or so. Uh, Where do I stand if I don't get called back to work? And my, I've already burnt up my, my eligibility, I guess. Now, Steve, how long have you worked there? Uh, This would be year eight. So if you don't get called back, uh, they don't open, or maybe they open, they don't need as many people, then... Oh, they will call me back. I'm, I'm positive of that. But they will call you back? Well, if they open. If they I, open, I, for sure. Okay. That's what I don't know what's going on. Yeah, but if they don't open, and because of that they don't call you back, then this would be a termination. And because of that, what the recourse is, is they'd have to pay you severance. Now, Steve, you've been there for eight years. How old are you? I'm 67. So you're probably looking at about 10 months' pay is what they would owe you. So that's what's at stake for you. Now, I wouldn't be surprised, Steve, is if they don't call you back, they're not going to offer you severance. This may be something we have to kind of fight for you to get. But, yes, you would be owed that compensation. And because of that, uh, at least you know that you'll have that money coming in. So if you get called back, life's good, no problem. If you don't get called back and you don't get the severance that I told you, you give me a call and I'll help you get it. 
Steve, the uh, number is one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred to get a hold of Lior and the team. In that, uh, if that happens, one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. Help at employmentlawyer.ca. You said we're going to fight for. It. Does that mean the employer is probably going to go for the uh, the COVID card and play the COVID card? Like that's why we couldn't bring it back. Therefore, we don't know you severance because it's yeah. beyond our control. Yeah, they may say that because of the COVID. Uh, yeah. The employer may say that, listen, this is a unique situation. It's an act of God. It's not our fault. But you know, a slowdown in business, even if it's because of the virus, is not something that's unexpected. It's not something that's so outrageous that nice. would allow the company to say you don't get severance. So I still think uh, that they would have to pay full severance. Again, this is all uncharted territory, John. You we bet. haven't done this before. We haven't dealt yeah. with the situation before. But the same legal principles would apply. If you lose your job, then the company's going to have to pay you what the company has to pay you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's, uh, by the way, it's not a week per year. It's much, much more than that. You bet. 416-870-6400 is the number to call in. Jamie, you're up next. Thanks for hanging on. Good evening. Yes, good evening, and thank you for taking my call. Um, you bet. What's your question? I'm in a situation now. Um, I work for a small company that we do auto detailing, and um, lately, you know, business has been really uh, quiet, and my question is, can my employer d- d- demote me and say, you know what, like, I'm sorry, we have to cut your hours because, like, mm-hmm. we're not getting a lot of customers and, you know, we're not getting the income of the business as we used to, and I've been losing a lot of hours. I've noticed um, my pay is, like, my hours have been cut and I've been like other other people in the province been feeling very anxious of course and can my employer suddenly because of this new virus that's taking a toll on many workplaces in Ontario can he do that to me or or any employer in the province that's a, a great question, Jamie. So no. the answer is no. The employer okay. cannot do that. But the fact that the employer cannot do that does not mean that they can be physically stopped from doing it. What it means is if yeah. they're going to do that, you have a choice. Your first option is you can accept the demotion, the the pay reduction, what have you, and continue working on the basis of those new terms. Mm-hmm. Or you can say, no, I'm not going to accept that. I'm going to treat what you've done here, employer, is a uh, termination, we call that a constructive dismissal, Mm -hmm. and I'm going to require you to pay me severance. So those are the options that you face. There's no way to say, well, I'm going to go to the government and stop him from doing that. That's impossible. It's simply a question of compensation. Now, how long have you worked for this employer, Jamie? Uh, 15 years. So I can tell you, even without knowing too much about your job, that you'd probably be looking somewhere north of a year's pay. That's what the severance that would be owed to you here. Mm-hmm. So if that happens, if you're in a situation where now they've made it official, they've reduced your pay, or you've been demoted, you have that choice, but you have a, a small window to make that choice. You don't have, you know, well, I'm going to see what happens over the next six months. You probably have a few short weeks to make that decision as to whether you accept it and continue working or whether you choose to treat that as a termination. If you do choose to treat that as a termination before you quit, before you say, that's it, I'm out of here, I want you to call me and let's talk about how to do that properly so that we can maximize the compensation that you get. Jamie, appreciate your time. We're going to move on. one 821 5900 is that number we talk about all the time. Use that number. Uh, help at employmentlawyer.ca is the, uh, the email address as well. We're going to get to everybody. Be patient. We'll, uh, we're working our way down the line. Lawrence, you're up next. How are you? Hi, I'm I'm fine. Um, 
definitely a superb fight. Uh, the question rises with the Uber driver. I mean, isn't Canada doing something for the Uber drivers? Uh, if if they if not, then why is they terming that as a business that is officially allowed to pick up and drop uh, passengers? Why are they doing that? And the reason why I say that because my friend, he works in a part-time job. He doesn't know whether he'll be laid off. His wife doesn't work. She. She has some illnesses that she's she's facing, so she can't work. And he drives Uber, makes a living, living, and his uh, his income has dropped. So, if 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 his income has dropped, shouldn't that be somebody's responsibility because of the virus uh, hitting? Uh, yeah, I got uh, it. Yeah. The world. So so here's the thing. It really comes down to if he's an employee or an independent contractor because employees have employment law rights contractors don't so there's a there's a case now that I'm I'm spearheading it's a we're waiting for a decision from the Supreme Court of Canada to about it to determine whether or not Uber drivers are employees or contractors Uber treats them as contractors and if that's the case your friend doesn't have any rights doesn't have any recourse because yeah, only em employees have rights but until but, that case but, is resolved go ahead but doesn't he pay taxes he does they pay, do taxes. pay taxes he, and taxes pay for for health care and infrastructure and whatnot but but in terms of employment law uh, employment laws only apply to employees and he's very likely considered to be an employee in the eyes of the law but we need a court to say that and wow. that's unfortunately something that's still far away uh, before a court decides that and I, I've been so, dealing with Uber drivers like I said I'm, I'm the one leading that case to help Uber drivers to help have them determined to be employees but unfortunately it's before our courts and that's a process that's not a not a fast one so this is hypocrisy like you say you give 55 million billion dollars and it does, it's, it's it's all going to corporations there's nothing going to the person who really needs it and how soon he's going to get it uh, what the, what does he do with it yeah, it's it's going to employees as well, so we have to be fair, and it's even going to, to some self-employed individuals in specific yep. situations. Uh, that's what the government decided. They may choose to make it available even to more people. Uh, you can talk to your MP about that, uh, about making sure that uh, that the, the stimulus package is available to more people in more circumstances. That's what the government has decided right now, uh, and until that changes, there's going to be people like your friend that are self-employed they are going to find themselves struggling even more. And, and I wish I had a solution for that. Right now, the way things are, I don't. 416-870-6400 is the number to call through. Getting to, uh, to Doug. Hey, Doug, you're, uh, you're up next. Thanks for, thanks for waiting. How are you? I'm good. Um, hello. Uh, my question is, I work on construction, um, and there's 30, 40 guys all confined in, in close quarters because you're always working on one floor at a time. Right, and there's absolutely no um, sanitation facilities other than a you know a portable washroom. So there's no running mm -hmm. water, there's nowhere to wash your hands, and then the the management comes on the site today and says when people were asking about sanitation, they said, oh, you're just getting paranoid. So what rights do do we have in this type of environment then? Great question, I mean, Doug. So, so here's how I would look at it. What you've described, and I'm not a doctor, but what you've described certainly seems, in light of the current situation, to be 
an unhealthy and unsafe environment. Uh, it's certainly not something that I would want to be doing right now. So one right. of the rights that you have in that situation is actually to do what we call a work refusal. You have a right to refuse unsafe work. And what happens in that situation is if your employer doesn't agree with you that it's unsafe, then what your employer has to do is bring in the Ministry of Labor to look at this and determine if you're right or if they're right. And if they determine that you're right, they can order your employer to give you better uh, sanitation conditions. So that is an option that's available to you, and you cannot, cannot be punished in any way for, for doing that. Now, what I would do is I would talk to your union about, about this, tell them that you want to uh, you know, refuse work, get their guidance on that because you're a unionized employee. But that is an option. And if you and, and any of our listeners, if you're being made to work in unsafe conditions, even if you don't necessarily know it's unsafe but you're concerned, you have a right to refuse that and have a specialist come in and assess whether that work hmm. environment is safe. Uh, and if, if it is fine, if it's not, then your employer is going to have to make changes. Okay. My, my concern was just because, you know, people, when you're in a union, you, you often don't seem to have the same... That's right. Rights as, as the, as the non-unionized uh, employees at times. So yeah, but you can still refuse unsafe work. That is a right that every employee has, unionized or not. And based on what you've described and based on how the virus, we understand it to spread, it, it is a real argument that this work is unsafe right now. Appreciate that, Doug. Thanks for your time. We're going to move on. 416-870-6400 as we, uh, as we move down the line. Jason, you are up next. Thanks for uh, Thanks for hanging on. How are you? Hey, not too bad, guys. Thanks very much for taking my call. You bet, pal. Um, I'm, I'm calling on behalf of my partner. Just re- some unse- received some unsettling news today. Um, she received an email uh, that said okay. that uh, she's been laid off. Uh, she is a, uh, a dental hygienist for 20 years of the same practice. Um, we're just wondering what her recourse is. So it's it's decision time and what i mean by decision time is she's been laid off and you know hopefully it's a situation where by the way i'll take a step back when laid off was her employer telling her that's it you're you're gone or it's a temporary thing and we hope to to reopen and call you back at some point down the road well you see the second part to that uh leor wasn't clear um it seems as though the the message was that you're laid off uh, and perhaps it'll be revisited later on, but there hasn't been any definitive uh, answer to the to the, the latter part of your question. I see. So, so the, number one, she could ask for clarification and see if is the intention once you open back up, employer, to call me back. If the answer is yes, then she can decide whether she wants to wait or she can treat that as a termination right now. But of course, if in fact they say, well, we, at this point, we don't think we have a wor- work for you, then yes, she can treat that as a termination and get severance. And, you know, I think you said she's been there for some 20 years. That's correct, yeah. Well, she wow. could be looking at 18 months pay and dent- dental hygienist, absolutely. So you still can't, you know, the law hasn't evolved to the point that even with the virus, you can let someone go without paying them. So uh, there's still consequences of letting someone go, uh, especially in a situation where there doesn't appear to be a need right now to, to permanently let someone go. I mean, there's a virus, maybe in a month things are better, etc. So yes, if she doesn't get that, and I, I understand from your question that she wasn't offered this compensation, she needs to give me a call, uh, Jason, as soon as possible. Let me help her. 18 months compensation is likely what's at stake here. It's a big deal. So let me help her. 
Jason, appreciate that. Thanks for your time. Again, that number, one 821 5900 to reach out anytime. Get a hold of Lior and the crew. Do so. Write it down. Keep it, as well as the email, help at employmentlawyer.ca. Going to get to uh, Shelfia. How are you, Shelfia? Good evening. Thanks for hanging on. Good evening. I'm fine. How about yourself? Good. What's uh, what's your concern? Um, currently, I'm an Uber driver, but I've been uh, like driving Uber since I filed my uh, corporation uh, under mm-hmm. bankruptcy, and it's been like uh, in the court. It's nine months already passed, but I've been like homeless since then, since I filed like filed bankruptcy, and I'm living with my like a few hours I'm spending with my friends at home at her home. But eight, 16 to 18 hours I'm driving and staying and stopping in the car all all months from Air, Pearson Airport to back and forth it, uh, from airport to city and city to airport. Yep. Uh, this morning, PMS speech gave me a hope that I might get some uh, money. Uh, but when one of my fellow Uber driver called from somewhere, I heard that uh, we are left behind hopeless. Because I'm paying rent towards the uh, public storage where I have my home furniture and my some business furniture. So it's a two storage that I'm paying rent over there. As well as uh, I apply for subsidized home as a mother of three, a single mother I am. My custody is shared with my ex-husband. I'm unable to take the kids back from him because the the rents are way higher than the past two years. Shafia, let, 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 let me stop you there because I can only focus on, on the workplace issues here. And, you know, as I said to a, a previous uh, caller, because at this very moment you're not yet considered to be uh, an employee of Uber, uh, that could change, and I think it will change at some point, but not right now. There's limited options you have because our laws right now apply to employees. You can try to apply for EI and see if EI agrees that you're an employee and should get some compensation. That may work, especially with some of the rules changing. Beyond that, unfortunately, I don't have any advice for you. It's a tough, horrible situation. I agree with yeah. you. Uh, and, and, you know, there's people finding themselves in that situation that they're otherwise making a good, honest living. But uh, speak to your MP and make them understand that there's people beyond the standard employees that should qualify for protection, that, that are suffering now. And hopefully in the next round of announcements that the government makes, they'll, they'll understand that and extend protections to self-employed individuals as well. Appreciate the call, Shelfir. Moving on here, 416-870-6400. And hello. Thank you for hanging on. Good evening. Hi, how are you? Good, Anne. What's uh, what's going on in your world? What's your question? So I'm in, the, I'm in sales in the hotel hospitality, which obviously has been very much affected. Big time. Um, by this virus. So my question to you is, um, I'm in sales, so... Um, all of the sales team has been temporarily laid off, um, except for me right now, because um, I'm dealing with the cancellations and the postponements and all that stuff. And today we were told off the record that um, they may be they may be closing the hotel indefinitely, and if they do keep skeletal co- um, staff, that they would have to only accept 60% of their salary. Hmm. Um, and then and then the second option was to just shut down the hotel and declare bankruptcy and basically not owing anybody anything. So right. I just don't know in both scenarios, if I'm giving those both scenarios, um, what I can do. 
I, yeah, I, I'm the most senior salesperson there, and I don't know. So, and you know, from a legal standpoint, your employer doesn't have the, the, the right to force you on a pay cut or to lay you off temporarily. Both of those situations uh, would give rise to a constructive dismissal, which means they would owe you severance. The problem is, to get severance, there has to be a company there to pay it. And if they actually go bankrupt, if that's what really happens, then you're not going to get it because they go get bankrupt means they have more debt than they have money, which means there's no money to pay you severance. So right. that's that's the reality you're faced. I can tell you that what they're doing is illegal if they do that, and that they would have to pay you compensation. What I don't know is their ability to pay you that compensation. That's right. something that that. Your guess would be as good as mine. Legally, they can't do that. But if there's no money, you know, you can't get you can't get blood from a stone. The old saying goes. So that's the concern that I have. If if they're legitimately going to go into bankruptcy, you you're you're you probably rather take the pay cut, so at least you can continue earning some income. But I I don't have the answer as to whether that's going to happen. And if they do say to me, we need to keep you on because you are the only salesperson, and I need to handle everything that's going on now with groups that have paid and these are large conferences you know hundred thousand dollars fifty thousand dollar deposits and groups are still booking for like the fall right, right. large mm-hmm. conferences and they say to me okay for you to stay on you have to take accept 60 percent of your salary is that considered constructive dismissal? Absolutely. And then yes. I, and then I don't have to accept it, and and they you don't have to accept it. You can pursue severance, but again, as long as they have the ability to pay that severance. But yes, right. would it be a constructive dismissal? The answer is yes. Okay. Thanks, Ann. Appreciate the call. Got to uh, got to move on. You want uh, more information? One eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred is the way to get a hold of your and the uh, and the team. Hi, Tony. Thank you for hanging on. Good evening. You're up next. Hey, Tony. Hi, can you hear me? Yes, sir. Go ahead. Okay, so my question is this. My daughter's going through this. I won't say the name. But she works for Children's Aid. She's been there 15 years. Unfortunately, for uh, no fault of her own, the last couple of years she's been off on a LTD. They have now found a way, some loophole, uh, loophole and they're, they're calling it frustration of contract. There's about 14, 15 of them that work for the society that they're trying to get rid of, and they're saying that uh, we want the latest updated medical from you, and if your medical comes back and says that doesn't look like you'd be returning to work for a while, they will fire you immediately, and if your medical comes back and says that we think you'll be back soon, then they won't fire you. However, that being said, they've already laid out her terms and conditions and her severance, and their severance is what my problem is right now. They're only offering the minimum ESA, which is one week per year, so 15 years service with the company, and they're offering 15 weeks. And I, I talked to the head of the president, the union rep, and they're trying to grieve this. But by the time it goes through their grievance process, you know, she will have been fired by then. So, so Tony, unfortunately, because she's unionized, the union is the only recourse that your daughter has. There's right. no other recourse, unfortunately. There's nothing else that she can do. There's not nothing I am or any other lawyer can do to help her. Uh, there would be a lot of things I was about to tell you before before I knew that she was unionized, but because yeah. she is, she has to go through the union. Uh, and, and I, you know, as a start, I would probably get a medical note to say that uh, she may be able to come back at some point, but you have to speak to the union, and they have to handle it. Get down to our last call or two here before we uh, before we wrap. Hi, Jeff. Quickly, what's uh, what's your question? 
Hi, uh, I got a quick question. So I was sure. just notified I was temporarily laid off from uh, from one of my jobs. I worked two jobs to make ends meet. Um, Sorry, say it again. We uh, you, you dropped out there, Jeff. Go ahead. Sorry, I have two jobs, and I yep. was just sort of. Well, I think we definitely uh, we definitely we lost, lost Jeff permanently. Okay, Matthew, you got about a minute, pal. What's uh, what's going on with you? Hey, Matt. Matt's in the archives too. Well, you know what? We're just about out of time anyway, so that's pretty much a wrap. I knew it would be uh, fast and furious tonight, man. See, the questions, everything from being laid off to being an Uber driver, but that's what the uh, that's what the climate is, right? That's what we're facing for the next little while. So. It's a weird situation, but people should yeah. give us a call at the office to to get more answers to their questions. You bet. Uh, we're done for the night. Make sure to catch the weekend shows and, of course, Employment Law Show on Global TV and CTV as well. Reaching out, one 821 5900 to get a hold of Lior and the crew. Email help at employmentlawyer.ca. You can always go right to pocketemploymentlawyer.ca as well. Appreciate your time. Don't go anywhere. Lots of good stuff still on the way. On Point returns with Alex Pearson right here. Global News Radio. The preceding program is a specialty program. Unless otherwise identified, the participants on the program are not employees of Chorus Entertainment. Opinions expressed may not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto.